Colchicum Autumnale, a podcast by Dr. Timothy Cutler, a garden fellow of the Royal College of Physicians, and presented by Anthony Dayan. Colchicum Autumnale, known also as the Autumn Crocus, the Meadow Saffron, and Naked Ladies, is the source of colchicine, a powerful anti-inflammatory drug used to treat acute attacks of gout, acute viral pericarditis, Bechet's disease, some types of psoriasis, and as prophylaxis in the rare disease familial Mediterranean fever, where it can reduce the incidence of attacks and secondary amyloidosis. Colchicum autumnale is a bulbous plant in the Colchicaceae family with an ancient history and it is the source of the drug colchicine still used in modern medicine. It has several common names, some of which can lead to confusion. First, it is sometimes known as Maked Ladies, referring to the fact that the purple tubular crocus-like flowers peer out of the ground alone in the autumn, long after the leaves have died down. So far, so good. However, its other common names include Meadow Saffron and Autumn Crocus. This can lead to confusion with another bulbous plant of a completely different family the saffron crocus or crocus sativus. This is the source of the world's most expensive spice, saffron, and it also flowers in the autumn, but it is never naked. That is, its leaves are always present with the flowers. The importance of not confusing the two plants is vital, as colchicum is highly poisonous and often fatal if ingested whereas saffron is well known to any cook and is an important ingredient in the spice cupboard. History Colchicum autumnale is a European plant and its name comes from the ancient land of Colchis at the eastern end of the Black Sea. The famous Greek physician Pedanius Dioscorides, writing in his great work Materia Medica about AD 70, which was the standard work for the next 1500 years, describes it as being so beautiful and alluring to the inexperienced that they eat it. He includes it in his book to warn people that it kills by choking, like mushrooms, adding that cow's milk is an effective antidote. In the same era, Pliny, writing in his Natural History, says that poisonous spiders that touch it and die, and concurs that cow's milk is the remedy for people poisoned by it. No medical use was proposed for it until the 16th century, and drinking milk is not now the recommended antidote. Popularization of the idea that eating the bulbs of colchicum was a treatment for arthritis or gout begins in Dodoen's Flemish herbal, the Credebuch, of 1554, translated into English by Henry Light in 1578. They said that a similar-looking plant, which they called Hermodactylus, was a cure for gout, sciatica and joint pain, and also caused purging. But the apothecaries sold Meadow Saffron, Colchicum, under that name, and that the latter could kill in a day. 
the great French physician, Jean Fernel, 1497-1558, in his book on therapeutics, recommended Hermodactylus for arthritis and gout, but made no mention of colchicum. Hemodactylus was imported from overseas and had round bulbs the size of a chestnut, so it could not have been the plant we called Hermodactylus tuberosa then, which is now known as Iris tuberosa. This, and the lack of any illustration of the plant, makes identification of Hemodactylus very difficult. But 16th century herbals suggested it could have been a colchicum species imported from Syria or elsewhere. Hemodactylus, as a purgative and treatment for arthritis, was mentioned by Alexander of Trelis from Anatolia in Turkey in the 4th century in his chapter on anodynes, and by the Arabian physicians throughout the Golden Age of Islam. But, but where colchicum is mentioned, it's just noted to be poisonous. John Gerard, the famous London surgeon, plantsman, and author of a renowned herbal in 1597, followed Dodoens and recommended Hemodactylus for purging and also for gout, but made plain the dangers from colchicum, writing, Those which have eaten of the common meadow saffron must drink the milk of a cow, or else death presently ensueth. He identified the Hemodactylus of the apothecaries as a colchicum from Illyria in the Balkans. Further on, he writes, meadow saffrons are very hurtful to the stomach, and being eaten, they kill by choking. Colchicum was listed as a medicinal ingredient in the College's Pharmacopoeia Londonensis of 1618, which Culpepper translated in his Physical Directory of 1649, giving its uses as colchical of meadow saffron. The roots are held hurtful to the stomach, therefore I let them alone. For a while, the concept of colchicum as a treatment for arthritis did not survive the 16th century confusion. It was omitted from Quincy's Dispensatory of 1718, the standard pharmacopoeia of that era. So when, in the late 17th century, the famous London physician Thomas Sydenham, who suffered from gout himself and wrote of the exquisite joint pain he suffered, which could not even bear the weight of a bedsheet upon it, there was no effective treatment. Ironically, Sydenham's antagonism to colchicum and other medicines for gout, apart from laudanum, that's morphine, contributed to its disappearance and deprived him of effective help. Fortunately, his young assistant at the time, Dr. Hans Sloan, was able to go out and see Sydenham's patients for him when he was incapacitated by gout and thus started his long and very successful career. Hans Sloan became one of the foremost physicians of his time, as well as president both of the College of Physicians and the Royal Society. By the end of the 18th century, its serious toxicity, even just from handling it, was well known 
according to Woodville, writing in 1793. Many physicians were convinced that Hermodactylus was colchicum. At the beginning of the 18th century, John Ayrton Paris, in his Pharmacopoeia, noted that a specimen of Hermodactylus procured from Constantinople had been found to be a species of colchicum, and from that time its reputation as a treatment for gout was restored. It was in the college's pharmacopoeia in 1824 as vinegar of meadow saffron for dropsy, that's heart failure, because of its purgative and diuretic effects, and also for asthma and gout, but to be used with great caution. Within another 50 years, Whittle, in 1887, wrote of its wonderful effects in curing the pain of gout without diuresis or purgation, that relief coming within an hour, but he could not explain the mode of action. In fact, the active ingredient of colchicum is an alkaloid called colchicine. This was identified in Paris in 1820 by Pelletier and Cavantou, who also isolated and identified quinine in the same year. By then, the use of colchicum for gout had become popularized by physicians in Vienna, and once the active ingredient was known, colchicine became the standard treatment for acute gout until the non-steroidal anti-inflammatory drugs began to replace it for most patients from the early 1970s onwards. Colchicine has a powerful anti-inflammatory action by several mechanisms, but especially by interfering with activation and cell division, that's mitosis, of white blood cells called neutrophils, which play a large part in the inflammatory reaction to uric acid crystals deposited in joints, and they are the cause of acute gout. Colchicine is also a useful medicine in a variety of diseases which require specific anti-inflammatory treatment. They include the rare condition Betchett syndrome, where mouth and genital ulcers, eye problems and arthritis occur, the skin disease called psoriasis, which has several manifestations, including a variety of types of arthritis, scleroderma, an acute viral pericarditis, inflammation of the external layer of the heart, and in another rare disease, familial Mediterranean fever. In that condition, inflammation attacks several parts of the body, including the joints and kidneys, and leads to a buildup of a harmful protein called amyloid in various organs, all of which colchicine help, helps to prevent. Colchicine stops cells dividing properly by interfering with the formation and activity of microtubules, intracellular motors crucial to cell division and multiplication. In that way, it limits the formation of neutrophils that cause the painful inflammation in gout and damage in other diseases and also triggers other immune reactions. 
Colchicine's ability to induce mitotic arrest during cell division by affecting microtubules has led through its use in plant breeding to make polyploid cells containing multiples of the normal number of chromosomes. This may result in improved new varieties with higher yields in, of crops and larger flowers in ornamentals. Colchicine has been chemically synthesized, but the process is not cost-effective, so it, it is still extracted from the dried corms of Colchicum autumnale, grown commercially in various countries in Asia, along with a closely related member of the same plant family that can also be used to provide colchicine, that is, Gloriosa superba, the glory lily. We must always remember the words of John Gerard that all parts of Colchicum autumnale are poisonous. Gloves should be worn when handling it, and self-administration should never be undertaken, as even a small amount above the normal therapeutic dose can cause death by failure of major organs. There is no known antidote for overdosage with colchicine in the treatment of gout, for which it is most frequently used. The most common side effects are vomiting and diarrhoea, sure signs that the dose should be reduced immediately or even stopped. Great care should be taken to avoid interaction with certain other prescribed drugs that can lead to elevation of the colchicine level in the blood and rapid onset of toxicity. For the same reason, it should never be given to patients with known liver or kidney disease as they cannot get rid of colchicine normally from the body. Derivatives of colchicine are uncommon, but one called thiocolchicoside is prescribed in some European countries as a treatment for a painful muscular spasms following spinal damage. It is available for use by mouth or injection into the muscles for no longer than seven consecutive days. Another, less toxic derivative called demicolcine or colsamid, which also acts on microtubule function and thus arrests cell division in metaphase, has been used to improve the results of cancer radiotherapy by synchronizing tumor cells into metaphase, the radiosensitive stage of the cell cycle. In Canada, a clinical trial in 6,000 people with COVID-19 infection began in March. The results of this trial have not yet been reported. The Royal College of Physicians of London and its garden displaying almost 1,100 plants on the history and development of medicine lie in the southeast corner of Regent's Park. During the period of social restrictions due to the pandemic, the garden and the college are closed, so the normal programme of public visits and guided tours has been cancelled. We hope they can soon be restarted. Details will be announced then on the main college website at rcplondon.ac.uk. Detailed information about the plants in the garden, 
including a searchable database about their histories, properties, and uses, is available at garden.rcplondon.ac.uk, where you will also find links to more information about the garden in podcasts, videos, publications, and the programme of annual lectures. The series of podcasts about the garden and many of its plants is directly available at rcpgarden.buzzsprout.com.